This episode of Whatever is sponsored by you. You can help support the show by being a Patreon member. Go to www.patreon.com slash whatever with Jason Soto. And for just three bucks a month, you get early access to episodes. Only three bucks a month. Patreon.com slash whatever with Jason Soto. Cause this is my United States of whatever. And this is my United States of whatever. And this is my United States of whatever. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Whatever with Jason Soto, the comedy podcast that is now worth 25 cents on the stock market. I'm your host, Jason Soto, and... Welcome back from her secret trip from the Amazon, Mary Mitchell. Hi, Mary. Welcome bonjour. back. Bonjour, Jason. Bonjour, everyone. Welcome. How oh, wait. Wait, I misread your text message. You were buying the secret from Amazon. Never mind. That's not the same thing. <laughs> it's not the same thing. Ugh. Yeah, it was a grueling. You took yeah. a whole week off for that? Yeah. I did. I had to prepare myself mentally, you know? I guess. Right. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Seriously, how are you doing? How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, although my roof, my roof is leaking. The so roof. I have buckets the all over roof. my house. The roof is leaking water. <laughs> we don't and need so, no water because we got enough of it coming through the roof. I know. And if you hear like <laughs> consistent dripping in the background, that's because my house is dripping. So that's what I got going on today. Jesus, that sucks. Yeah, that sucks. I uh, my mom's house uh, used to leak a lot because it was like the house was built in like 1924, and I'm not even exaggerating. It was built like the 1920s. Like it was it was built before the depression. So <laughs> I'm not even house, kidding. My house is over a hundred <laughs> years old. So it used to be a store. Oh, whoa! I didn't know I that. I have pictures of it from. Yeah, I have like old school, like you know, really old pictures of it back when like my street was a dirt road and stuff. This house goes back to the 1800s. It's like it used to be a country store, and then. Um, wow. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Do you have a big parking lot? <laughs> I do. You do? <laughs> Holy shit! And, and oddly enough, um, it's like <clears throat> originally probably meant for like horses and stuff because it's really big and oh, wow. there's only three apartments in here now so you know i love it okay no <laughs> my I, house I... is super old i have like old wooden beams going over my living room oh, those wow. are the ones that are leaking but they're really cool i love this house it's i had super... no idea your house used to be a store that's amazing yeah what kind of store was it? Was it like a general store yeah or... like a general like yeah like just, a general store just like, like just feed and uh yeah those bags there's, of grain there's pictures of it um like back in the day when there's like horse carriages and stuff oh, and man. um and it's like yeah it's like a country store and then i think in the back was like the post office oh so, wow jesus yeah weird yeah this place used to be the post office um <laughs> in the general store so, yeah, it's a very interesting house. Interesting Which is place. ironic because every time I send you something to mail, it takes forever for you to get. So I'll. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so Mary, I teased yes. you in a message the other day about a news story. Yes. And uh, we don't we don't do the news stories anymore, but I came across this. I think it was on Twitter, and I, I we had to talk about this because the headline in itself 
is like, what the fuck? And then the story is just crazy. So, so we're going to do this. So this is, yeah, this is amazing. It. So here's the headline. Woman strangled sister's boyfriend after injecting him with meth. Then her sister married their dad. <laughs> what? I, okay, there's a lot to take in there. That's the headline? That's the headline. That's just the headline. How are those two things connected? <laughs> Woman strangled sister's boyfriend after injected him with meth. Then her sister married their dad. <laughs> so her sister married her own dad? <clears throat> okay, so here's I want to read the story. I'm just going to read okay. the story straight yeah, through. I need some context. The deadly night that eventually led to a father and daughter marrying Ooh, after The deadly night. That's, that's, some, that's some nice <laughs> visuals. Yeah, let's go. I love this. I love this guy's going for like a Pulitzer for this story. Yeah. <clears throat> the deadly night that eventually led to a father and daughter marrying after they ooh. killed the daughter's boyfriend, ooh, they ooh. kicked off with the Valentine's Day dinner. Now, this happened last week. This happened – well, this was reported last week. I don't know what the day this actually happened. but um, Is but, this – where did this take place? Oh, let's see if it says um, – because I'm reading this from – you're not going to believe where I'm reading this from. This is the strangest website I'm reading this from. I'm reading this from people.com. <laughs> bad source of news i i guess it's, it's just like, random for the family. like people.com okay um i oh yeah I th- it'll get to it. it it'll get to where it is it's in the middle of this article here okay uh <laughs> okay. valentine's day dinner but it wasn't until after the meal and then i this is top-notch reporting i love this guy to death he wrote what the meal was oh. it wasn't until after the meal steaks potatoes and a bottle of wine so, oh, romantic. God, this guy, yeah, exactly. I can't think of something better to have. Uh, Between a father and a daughter, you know. Or was this the daughter and the boyfriend? I Actually, I'm a little confused. But, oh, well, okay, we'll figure yeah, this out. The, we'll oh, figure it out. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Okay, uh, steaks, potatoes, and my bottle of wine. That thing started to get strange. <laughs> said <clears throat> said Anna Marie. Uh, this, this is why I hate doing news articles. I think this is why everyone hates when I do the news articles because I can't read people's names. So I think it's Chowdhury. C H O U D H A R Y. Chowdhury? I'm going to say Chowdhury. I don't know. Chowdhury. A, a third member of the family who, according to the Bluefield Daily Telegraph, joined in the murder of her sister's boyfriend. All right. So that night, John Thomas uh, McGuire, I can say that name, uh, was struck on the head with a wine bottle, tied up, tortured, injected with meth, strangled, buried, disinterred, dismembered, and then buried again. Wow. They put a lot of effort in it. They did a lot of shit to this guy. They really must have hated this guy. (laughs) They're like, fuck this guy. We're going to hit him with a wine bottle, tie him up, torture him, which, you know, just the fact that that's its own thing. And then they follow yeah. that with inject it with meth and then strangled, buried. And, I don't, and then what's, dug up. What's disinterred? Do you know what that means? means disinterred? like dug up. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, dis- like disinterring a So grave. they buried him and then they dug him back they up. They dug him up. Wow. Jesus him. Christ, people. <laughs> Dismembered and then buried again. Now, 
I wonder what part of in this was was he alive and then he eventually died. I imagine maybe the strangled killed him and then they were just like, "All right, bury the body." No, wait, we want to spread out the body parts. So then they had to dig them up again, yeah, cut them up into pieces. They're going to do like what a mob they, thing. What did they do to, to <clears throat> torture him? Like, what was their? I don't know. Torture? Like they and, showed. And also, wait, I need clarification. So this is one. So this is two sisters and uh, and one of their boyfriends. Let's see. Woman strangled sister's boyfriend after injecting him with meth. So I think the two sisters are are killing one of their boyfriends. Okay. So I, I think that's dad, what's happening. Is the dad involved at this we're, point? Oh, we're not even gotten to the dad yet. Like, we're still on the boyfriend here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, on Wednesday, following the guilty pleas and convictions of her father and sister, uh, Childary 33 of Boone, North Carolina, oh, pleaded guilty to second-degree murder in the 2019... Oh, this happened in 2019. Okay. In 2019, death of, of McGuire, 38. So the dude was 38. She was 33. So, all right. It's not a bad age difference, I guess. Um, Childary's sister, Amanda McClure and McGuire were a couple at the time of his murder inside the home where Chowdhury lived with her father, uh, Larry McClure Sr., in Skygusty, West Virginia. So now we're in West Virginia. So actually, so they're from North Carolina, but this happened in West Virginia. This one's a roller coaster. Uh, yeah, we haven't got to the we haven't got to the dad yet. Oh, okay. Authorities there. located McGuire's body in September 2019 in a shallow grave on the property after Larry told police where to find it while being questioned for an, another offense. I don't know what well, Larry did here. Actually, I don't think they say what the other offense was. So let's just not even expect that right now. <laughs> Larry pleaded guilty last July. Oh, wait, they did. I'm sorry. I take that back. They do say. He pleaded guilty last July to first-degree murder and was sentenced to life in prison. Amanda, who is his daughter, whom he married, pleaded guilty the same month to second-degree murder and was sentenced to 40 years in prison. How do you even marry your own daughter? Like, Is that legal? Like, well, I, I don't want to make stereotypes, but this is West Virginia. <laughs> yeah, but let's like, look up legally, West Virginia laws. How did they get married? Virginia. Like, I, I'm pretty sure that uh, like incest marriage let's is see. kind of illegal in most places. I mean, it could be West Virginia is just fucking weird, but marrying okay, no cousin's daughter. Fine, I'll just put daughter. Uh, related people are prohibited from marrying. A man's prohibited from marrying his mother, grandmother, sister, daughter, granddaughter, half-sister. Yeah. Wow, they covered a whole gamut here. Uh, so they're prohibited. So they must have got, like, I don't know. They must have maybe either paid off, like, a like a, a person who can legally marry people, or they had a lie and be like, no, this is not my daughter. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, okay, let's see. Um... Okay, uh, Child Harry described events surrounding the murder during her court hearing. So, about two weeks before Valentine's Day, McGuire and Amanda were traveling from Minnesota when their vehicle broke down in Indiana. Oh, shit, what? what? Indiana got involved in this? Oh, fuck. Of course it did. Of course it did. <sighs> I wonder where in Indiana, though. Like, I mean, Indiana's a big state. I don't know if you realize that. Like, like... Indiana's such a big state that, like, 
where I'm living in now and where I'm from could be two completely different types of weather. And it's like crazy. Really? Yeah. That's like, crazy. I'll be talking to my dad and he's like, it's like 20 degrees and snowing. And it's like, it's 75 degrees and the sun is out. Like, <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> that is weird. Uh, but anyway, uh, Larry and Child Harry went to pick them up and move them into their home. The couple were coming off meth pretty hard, <laughs> Child Harry said, and decided to brew a new batch with ingredients that Larry helped them buy. Although the ingredients failed to cohere properly, Amanda McClure retained the liquid in a jar. Now, I don't know anything about meth, so I don't know how meth works. Like, I've seen Breaking Bad, and I, there's, like, a process, and they have, they cook it into a thing and there's sheets of it, but I don't know how liquid yeah. meth works. Like, is that, um, is that viable? Like some sort of like, um, you know, chemical, like, uh, I don't know. I, I know that I've seen documentaries about it where they take like, um, like a lot of times it'd be like lighter fluid and shit. Oh, okay. That's one of the reasons that people blow up in meth labs. Cause they're like, Oh they're yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. <clears throat> All right, Child Harry said that during this time, she saw her father go off to the side to speak with her sister, but Child Harry said she wasn't yet aware of an intimate relationship between the two. She also said her father asked her to cut up some pieces of rope, a request that didn't seem strange at the time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, can you just cut up this rope? It's just for the thing I'm doing. Don't worry about it. I just need you to cut it up. Don't... Just arts and crafts. Yeah. Then came the holiday meal where Amanda kept the wine bottle close at hand. When Larry said he wanted to play a game, a trust game, I want to know what this trust game is. Like, is he going to, like, fall off the couch and they have to catch him? Like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> Amanda had been joking about he how she was able to get out of anything, said Child Harry. She was able to tie herself up, and nobody will believe she could tie herself up that way. Okay. Uh, during the game, McGuire's feet were tied. Larry sat down, and I don't know, it was a grin that I'll never be able to describe, said Child Harry. But as John sat up and bent over to untie his feet, and it all happened so quick, but Amanda stood up and grabbed the bottle, grabbed that bottle, and bashed him over the back of the head with it. And the next thing I know, John had reared up and was leaning back against the wall, holding his head. And that's when Larry looked at me and told me if I knew what was best for my children and wanted them to live... I would follow all instructions that were given to me from that moment on. Wow, it sounds like the dad's the mastermind of all this. I know, that's some Gacy shit, too. Like, hey, let's play a game. Yeah, ain't it? Right. She said Larry and Amanda tied up McGuire, accused him of being a federal informant. Ooh, this got deep. Uh, with both Larry and Amanda yelling and demanded to know who he was. John kept telling them, you have the wrong person. I don't know who you're looking for, but you have the wrong person. They prevented Cloud Airy from leaving, she said, and kept torturing McGuire through the night before moving him to a bedroom where he was hogtied with a rope around his neck. Wow. Oh, my God. They threatened to inject him with a truth serum, drive him back to Minnesota in the back of a truck, and basically leave him there for everybody to find. Then Amanda presented two syringes, which Cloudary says she later learned were filled with a bad batch of meth. 
They told me that since I was the one with the nursing experience, I was going to be the one to inject him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. <clears throat> what the fuck? Uh, and they gave me the syringes and instructed me to inject him in the, in the carotid artery. Ooh. Clyde Harry did as she was told and alleged that afterward Amanda said, well, that should be enough to kill him, but it didn't. Oh my god, that poor man, Jesus Christ. They stood over me and told me I needed to finish it and needed to strangle him, Cloud Airy told the judge, so that's what I did. Larry stood on McGuire's back while his face was pushed into the cushions and the rope around his neck was pulled. Amanda sat by McGuire's head laughing and asking and asking him did he really believe he was going to end up back north, I guess back home, sure. They then made Cloud Harry gather the man's belongings and burn them in a bonfire, after which she says she was told to put the body in a garbage bag. Uh, the effort required her to snap the body's limb out of the rigor mortis that had set in. Oh, shit. Uh, that's not a sound I never want to hear again, she said. They instructed me as to what to do and stood back and watched me do it. Rather than dump the body in a mine shaft where it wouldn't be found, Larry had initially oh Larry had initially suggested. She said the trio drove around the rest of the day before stopping to dig a grave together. Afterward, Larry and Amanda went on like nothing happened and started having a relationship as soon as he was buried. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Like that is- very fucked up. This is a weird story, yo. This this is why I wanted to read this. <laughs> <clears throat> so, okay, uh, two weeks later, Amanda insisted she wanted proof that he was actually dead and had me uncover the body and started ranting and raving about how she didn't think he was actually dead because the hair on his head was still growing and everything. God, these people are fucking dumbasses. Do also, not... that doesn't does that make you think of the Sopranos? Remember, they're like, "Holy shit!" Oh yes, yes, or like woman. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, they dug up that one guy like after like what was that like six months or something? <laughs> yeah, email. Yeah. Ugh. Um. <laughs> okay, so to answer your question, you asked about the how they got married. Like, this guy went. This reporter, he really dug deep in this. So to answer your question about how they got married. Around the same time, the father and daughter drove across the state line to Virginia to apply for a marriage license. They were married March 11th, 2019 in Virginia. Gross. So they took the sister. uh, They took me and said I needed to act like a happy witness. So... This is so. This is such a weird story, right? So, yes. it's so like, it sounds like a sort of that chapter. I'm. You know, this might be a future episode. <laughs> um. So this guy, the dad, is secretly boinking one of his daughters, Ew. and then they team up to kill the boyfriend of the other daughter because they think he's an FBI informant. What the fuck? That's fucking horrible. Oh, and then how's this for a honeymoon? On the very night they were married, McGuire's body was uncovered again, dismembered, then reburied in two separate places because Larry wanted to landscape the property for sale and didn't want the remains to be found. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Jesus. So that's, that's basically where it... I mean, they got caught eventually... Um, 
let's see. Uh, I think they said, yeah. So they, they all got caught, and the 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 daughter who did not marry the dad got forty years because she, which is crazy, right? Like she was kind of forced to do it. You know what I mean? Like it's not like she no, wanted. She just if my dad was like, you know, <laughs> can, let's kill Jr. I'd be like, fuck you, no. <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, I guess I don't. I know. I mean, she's an adult. She can like you know make decisions and stuff. I mean, he didn't hold a gun to her head. Or did they? Or it, that's like the only way that I would say that she's not at fault for doing that is if he was like literally like holding a gun to her head the whole time yeah. she did it. Because if somebody asked you to do that, would you do it? No, no. I mean, you know, like I said, it depends on the situation. Like, like you're saying, if they had a like a gun to my head or something, I. But you if know... your dad was like, "Hey, Jason, like, <laughs> let's like." kill this person and like dismember them can you help me like you gotta do that would you do oh, it oh man just, that's such oh. a that's such a weird quandary to be in <laughs> i think when it comes to murdering someone is where i call off you know it's like oh it's just my it's my dad i have to do what he says it's like uh no <laughs> huh yeah i don't like you know i don't know because i mean i love like everyone in my family and it's like you know, would you commit murder for someone in your I would family? Not murder for anyone because <clears throat> because I don't because you don't do that. It's like the ultimate you know wrongdoing. I think a human being can do. So no, I mean, even if my own mother was like Mary, murder somebody, I'd be like, no, fuck you. And then I, you know what I would do? Call the cops and say, hey, my mom just asked me to murder somebody. <laughs> What is that? Re- is that really that difficult? Wow. <laughs> or was she just like some helpless, innocent lamb that had no agency whatsoever? <clears throat> you know, it's like, Dad, don't make me do it. Like, dumb bitch, <laughs> don't kill people. That's the lesson. Well, do you want to see the pictures of these people? Yes, yes, I do. All right, give me a second. Let me share my screen here. There you go. So. So to everyone at home listening, you can just kind of Google woman murders sister's boyfriend. You'll probably find the article. Um, So the chick on the left. Oh, my God. The chick on the left is the one who's banging the dad who's in the middle. And then the chick on on the right. What would you say? I'm sorry. I said, what a good-looking family. (laughs) And the chick on the right was the one who was forced to murder her boyfriend. Uh, oh, so let's change that to the one who agreed to murder her boyfriend. She wasn't forced. Well, okay. Wait, how was she forced? All right, let me go through the story one more time here. Let's see. Deadly night. Why didn't she say no? It sounds like the dad put pressure on her because of her kids or something. But still, you don't, like, how, what kind of a person, like, how innocent can you be if you, like, do all that to somebody? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I guess, all right, I guess you're right. She didn't look like, she, like, it, I, it just looked like dad was like, hey, do this. And the chick was like, okay. Yeah, like, <laughs> if your dad asked you to do that, would you do it? <laughs> you know, well, like, it does say. Wait, it does say right here they prevented her from leaving. So I, I, I don't know what they could have done to prevent. Yeah, okay, you know, so like in they, that situation, I would just go hide. I mean, unless they like started like 
trying to say they were gonna <laughs> kill you too. I mean, that's like the I'm gonna, scenario. Okay, I'm gonna say something kind of mean here, and I don't, I don't, I don't mean this in a super mean way here. But if you look at the three people, the the daughter that's banging the dad and the dad, they look skinny <laughs> as fuck, right? Yes. The the chick whose boyfriend's <laughs> being killed is not skinny. Yeah. I feel like she easily could have plowed into both oh, of these people like a linebacker. Yeah, dude. Oh my god, I didn't even realize that. That's wicked good call. Because yeah, that guy looks like I could probably beat up that guy. Is there a picture of this guy that by himself? Huge. No, I don't think so. Yeah, she, I, you know, and I'm not trying to be mean or anything about it. I'm just saying no, I fact. think she I could mean, like, she could easily have taken these people on. Yeah, she didn't have to go along and kill somebody and and then and then and then do all that other shit. Like it's not even just like I'm gonna hit him with a wine bottle. It's like and then we're gonna inject him with meth and we're gonna torture him and you know they they kept him alive. Like she she could have just like jumped out of the car. So when they were well, driving. it sounds like too. The only thing they made her do was inject him with the meth because she was a nurse. It sounded uh, like it sounded like the dad and the the other the other daughter did the other stuff. Mainly the uh, dad looked like who did most of the shit. So. That's a fucking horrifying story. It's fucking crazy, right? Like when I when I read that, when I saw that, I was like, we gotta talk about this just because it's we used to do weird. <laughs> that happened like you say it happened like last week or something. Well, no, they reported last week. Oh, the actual right. crime, the crime happened in 2019. It wow. happened Valentine's Day 2019. They found the body in September of 2019. Oh, and shit. then I guess just last week it was reported, and they're probably got like they probably had the trial or something like a couple of weeks ago. So that's probably why they're reporting it. Yeah, yeah. Last week they report they they plead guilty. <clears throat> that's a crazy story. I know, right? Like I had to I had to to mention this to you, and we had to talk about it on the show just because how fucking crazy it was. <laughs> So, so that was technically our true crime corner that we sometimes do on the show. <laughs> I hope that that chapter does an episode about that. Cause that would I'm be very great. curious because he'll go into super detail too, more detail. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and maybe a better picture of the guy. I want to see how skinny this guy is and <laughs> wonder if she could easily have taken him on. Yeah, it's probably – I wonder if there's like trial footage or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can't get enough of that shit. Like, I love, like, interrogation videos, courtroom footage. I love it. Mm. I can't get enough of that shit. It's so interesting to me. Even if it's, like, somebody just sitting in a room doing nothing and, like, waiting for the cops to show up. I, I, I don't know. I just think it's interesting. <laughs> so, there you go. That that, hap- that happened. That happened, ladies and gentlemen. That happened. <laughs> um... Okay, uh, the next thing I kind of wanted to um, ask you, I guess it's more of a question to ask you. Yes. Um, just something I've just been kind of thinking about. Maybe I'm having like a weird, um, oh, what's that called? Um, questioning my existence, I guess. I don't know what the word I'm looking for existential. is. Existential. That's it. Thank you. I have an existential crisis a little bit here. Do you think I'm too nerdy? What's too nerdy? Like. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I'd call you a nerd so much as you would be more of a geek because you're more of like about media, like well, okay, stuff. Because a nerd is like somebody who's like into like science and math, and <laughs> you know what I mean. I was waiting for you to say, you know, a nerd is someone who's smart. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I, 
there's difference between <laughs> nerds, geeks. And yeah. Dorks. Okay. You're right. Okay. So, so you're you're more of a geek. So okay. I but guess I I'll, I'll like change. Classic geek. Like, I'll change the question then. Am I too geeky? No, because you're you're just a geek. Like you know, you like fit the the mold of a geek. <laughs> you know, like geeks are all cut from the same mold. Okay. And you're pretty much just a stereotypical geek, Jason. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> wow. Okay. I mean, I, I asked. I guess. I guess I deserve that. I asked. I mean, yeah, because I mean, you the things that you like are you know things like typically associated with geek culture. You like a lot of media, the type of movies that you like. You know what I mean? Like that's geeky stuff. Okay. Do you think I go? Uh, do I go overboard with it? Like, do I, am I constantly like bothering you with like, you know, the geeky no. shit? Like, I, no. you know, am I going way, way overboard with it? I guess is no. my question. No, I don't, you don't bother me at all. I mean, it's just, that's your personality. Like, you know okay. what I mean? Like, okay. it's just kind of like if, if, if you didn't, if you weren't a geek, then you wouldn't be Jason. <laughs> you know it's right. not like a bad thing at all like, all right all right are cool. i've been friends with geeks my whole life i don't know if i qualify <laughs> as a geek i don't know what uh, i qualify as if i was to label myself but who? i don't what would think you I qualify. what would you be i don't know because okay so here's the thing i think in order to be kind of like a, a nerd slash geek you got to have some obsession like uh, like any kind of obsession even if it's multiple I have obsessions but i feel like your obsessions are muted compared to mine like you're passionate about stuff like i know you really like cats but you only have like what one cat two cats one I just have a one, one. Cat. okay so you know you you like cats but you only have one cat if you know if if you had like 20 cats then that would be like okay that's excessive. Have you you've never been in my house jason you have no idea I know so, you have other animals. No, no, I'm not talking about cats. Okay. I'm talking about my main obsession that has existed in me since I can possibly remember, and that is my obsession with England. And if you came to my oh, yeah. house, <laughs> you would ha- you're saying like, "Oh, you don't have 20 cats." You have no idea how <clears throat> bad my obsession with England and English history is. It is literally permeating like every room in my house. All my books, like the art that I hang on my walls, the music I listen to, everything about that, like I'm deeply obsessed, obsessed with England. With England. You have no right. idea. Do you have like pictures oh. of like the prime ministers hanging on your wall? Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Tony I Blair, I remember you. I have pictures of England on my walls. I used mm. to take ever since you know I can possibly remember. I used to get calendars of like England, and I would just cut them up and hang the pictures on my walls. I've always always been obsessed with it since the very beginning and like if it's like one of those things that if if you really get to know me it, you, you realize like jr had to find out how deep my obsession actually goes and yeah how many how many union jack flags do you have <laughs> i i actually had one i have well i have um a saint george's flag which is the <laughs> flag of england and then i also have a union jack which are two different flags. And I also Howdy. have St. George's pin, which wow. I love. And See, this shows you what fuck I know. I didn't know those were two different things. Yeah. The okay, St. so Union flag. Jack. The Union Jack is the main, it's like incorporating flag. Scotland and Wales. 
Okay. But the the St. George's flag is just England. Saint and it's a white it's white with George's a red cross. Flag. Oh. The flag of England. Really? Wow. Yeah. St. George. Oh. The St. George's Cross. I, I would no. No, I'm not gonna say I'd never seen this, but I guess I probably seen it and never knew what the hell it was. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely had no idea. Wow, I wonder if anyone else knew this. Write in and let me know if you knew that England has technically two flags. <laughs> well, the I mean, UK technically. has a flag, and then England has a flag. So. Okay, well, okay. I, I don't know how else to word it. I'm trying to I'm trying to condense the words. Like, have you ever seen, like, pictures of, like, Crusaders with the St. George's flag on their chest? That's where I've seen this. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. Like, I knew it looked familiar, but I couldn't play. You're right. It was the Crusades. Yep. Wow. Wow. I love that shit. I love Eng- I'm obsessed with English history, like, so bad. So, okay. Nah, this is gonna, you're going to hate me for this. So, Doctor Who, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they did an episode, and this is, like, way early in the new show. Um, one of the characters is wearing a Union Jack, like, T-shirt. And they, they accidentally end up in, like, World War II. And she's like, this is a terrible place to be wearing a Union Jack shirt. And so I always just thought that has something to do with, like, like, you know, I really actually I don't even know why she said that. Because they were still in London when that happened. But I don't know. But anyway, I, I always thought I always thought the Union Jack was the flag of England. I it, Damn, I would have. Well, it is. I mean, it's the flag of the United Kingdom. But see, England if I was on a game show and I said something like that, I probably would have lost. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's you'll see the I guess it's it's more like um the very 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 traditional um flag like you might see like um old British people old English people flying that or English, you know, right, 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 were right, really, right. you know. But yeah. Well, and then like Australia's flag has the Union Jack in the corner. Yeah. Because they, you know, the whole England sent prisoners there and stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, um yeah, you <clears throat> yeah, you want to talk about obsessions, you have no idea. <laughs> um, okay, I I do remember, you know, you saying you really like England, everything English and British and Yeah, yeah you like Radiohead and Pink Floyd and Well, I like those things, um, but I'm not obsessed with them. Okay. Like I, I mean, I don't spend most of my time thinking about Radiohead or Pink Floyd. Like, like another thing that, and and people are gonna listening already know that I feel that I'm obsessed with this. But the the case of John Benet Ramsey is my mm. another obsession of mine. You have no idea, I how much I fucking looked into it. Like it's it's like you know I have obsessions. And yeah, that's one of them. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, yeah. I have weird obs- but but the thing is, is like my obsessions don't make me a geek. Like you know, you have your obsessions like with movies and certain things, which are <clears throat> geeky. But my obsessions don't fit in any category, so that's why I don't know if I'm a geek. Okay. Yeah. See. I, hmm. I guess you're. What's the difference between being geeky and just being super knowledgeable about something? Because I feel like you're knowledgeable about England. Like, if I asked you to spit out five facts about England, you probably could do it with these. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. um, but like, that's not like a geeky subject. You know what I mean? Maybe I think I'm 
maybe makes me more of a nerd. That might be borderline nerd, yeah. Yeah, because that's like nerds are like have a lot it's of information, knowledge. right? Like I think nerd yeah. is like information. Yes, yeah, because a nerd could be like all about science or like all about history or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. so I guess I am a nerd. Yeah. I wonder if anyone out there listening, just from just purely from listening to this podcast, has ever picked up on what my nerdy or geeky obsessions are. One of them's time travel. I can, yeah, I was I'll just let about you know. to say that's, that. That's one. That. And I actually, I mentioned this last week with Heather when I was talking with Heather about this. Kind of what made me think of it. I was thinking of the conversation I had with her because um, I was talking about writing my book, which is about time travel. And then I said that I. Oh no, I'm sorry. And we were talking also about Time Cop. <laughs> it's a movie, Time Cop. <laughs> Have you seen Time Cop? No. I kind of <clears> okay. It just you, by the title alone. You need to see Time Cop. It's an amazing movie. Um, but I said that it was like the only time travel movie that I've seen that act that, that accurately depicts time travel, mm. but I didn't want to get into how, because we would be here like all day. <laughs> yeah. You, is it like, you know, uh, like me, like I'll get like irked about certain things. Like a thing that like really pisses me well, off is like, if I'm like watching a movie or something that's like set in the middle ages <laughs> and they get like the clothes wrong, I will get so angry. I stopped watching a movie because of it. I was actually enjoying a movie and then um, they had a peasant woman show up and she had like this purple like top on. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know, no. And she had like all this jewelry. It was like a modern day looking gypsy woman. I was like that. No, that's not a peasant <clears throat> in medieval times. I'm sorry. No. Um, no, I can't do that with time travel movies because all of them have to take like, um, like you have to take them with a grain of salt. Yeah, a poetic justice. I mean, not justice. Uh, poetic license. I mean. Yeah, like you have to kind of like excuse it because they're just gonna try to fit their narrative into it. Yeah. And yeah. you know, like you know, like okay, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. The time travel in that, if you look at it from like a real scientific standpoint, makes like no fucking sense. <laughs> um, just because the whole like, um, the whole thing about um going back to the part where they go. You've seen this. Sorry, sorry for asking this. You've seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, right? Yes. Okay. You surprise me sometimes with what you haven't seen and what you have seen. So I have to. <laughs> yeah, I have no. to ask. <laughs> um. Okay, so the scene where they went back to Circle K, and then Rufus was like, "No, you." did it wrong because you have to dial number hires like that kind of bugs me because time is always constantly going all right very geeky part coming up here if you want to fast forward through this i don't blame you this is gonna get really dumb so i'm sorry but here we go mary get ready to take a nap okay Okay. so time so time is time is constantly going forward like no matter what no matter what we do time is just constantly marching forward we can't do anything about that if you were able to find a way to remove yourself from a timeline and go backwards onto it and then plant yourself let's say i went back like two years let's say i went to 2019 and uh february 2nd 2019 i find myself there okay February 2nd, 2021 is still going to be happening. Like you're going to still be living your life. Everyone I know will still be living their life and I'll be living my life two years in the past. So I will constantly be back there. So I'm basically just trying to catch up at that point until something removes me from 2019 and puts me in 2021. How Bill and Ted make it sound like is that like things kind of come to a stop 
when you leave time and go back to do whatever, and then you come back and then things start up again. Right. That any <laughs> that make that makes sense to anybody. <laughs> I think so. I read. I've. Mary, you have no idea. All my life, I've read everything there is about time travel, so I'm <laughs> filled to the brim. <laughs> I'm actually, I actually have a working idea on how to make time travel possible. Like, I'm not even kidding. I've, I've figured out if it was, if it was possible to make it happen, and it's, it, it, it would be like a one in a million shot to make it happen, and. It, you're not asking if you want to hear it, so I'm not even going to get into it. <laughs> you're just sitting there horrified. You're like, oh, my God, you shut up. Can we just get to the mixtape, please? For the love of God, Jason, can we just go to the mixtape? I don't care about this shit. I didn't even get into England. You're talking about time travel. I don't care. <laughs> I'm in England now. <laughs> in my brain. I went you to were... England. Thank you for that nice vacation. You're welcome. I'll stop talking about it. Anyway, this is what I'm talking about, though. I feel like I do this all the time. I, I'm constantly... And the other thing that made me think about it is there's this a co-worker that I'm getting along with very well at work, but she's not um, nerdy or geeky in the least bit. <clears throat> and so the only things that I have to talk about are geeky things. And I feel like I'm boring her every time I talk to her. Because, like... The only thing we kind of share in common right now is uh, the Disney Plus show WandaVision. Hmm. Um, it's like the only thing that she's watching that I'm watching. But like anything no, else. I know the feeling of that. Like that's like literally like most of the people in my life I just cannot talk to because it's like what, you know. Yeah. Hmm. Um, But like anytime I bring up anything else, I feel like she's just like, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. No, really? Oh, yeah. And uh, then I just feel weird. Like, you know, I don't want to call her out on it and I don't want to make her feel bad. And then I just. Light of a geek. You do not share my esoteric interests. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But, but, you know, and then like WandaVision's just kind of a new show. And so there's not a whole lot to talk about. <laughs> so, like, we'll just see each other, like, after it airs, and we're like, Did you see the episode? She's like, Yeah, that was cool. I'm like, Yeah, this was cool when this happened. And then, like, five minutes later, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and, like, she's seen some of the movies that's related. But, um, but, and, you know, we kind of talk about the movies, the, the Marvel movies. But other than that, like, there's not much else. And, like, she's, she's a super cool person, but she's kind of like, a typical like kind of girly girl a little bit like she loves starbucks um she dyes her hair blonde um she she has cats <laughs> um she just had a kid like in april so she's she's going to have about a 1 year old pretty soon and you know but she doesn't like obsess over things like i do or you do or most of the people probably listening to this podcast do um <laughs> So I don't know. I, I I just whenever I talk to her, I just question my myself, and I'm like, maybe I go too far. Maybe I should try to find other non geeky things to talk about with the normals. <laughs> yeah, so, it's like you you fit in with the the geeks. It's like you can talk about anything. But then when you're with like 
the normal people. Yeah. So, uh, and then it got even harder to talk about anything because everything was all politics and it's all everybody wanted to talk about. So it's like, that's your choice. We, you can either talk about politics or you can talk about something they don't understand or care about. When, yeah, when the election was happening, we were talking a lot about that as well. But then, you know, then Biden won and then Trump was like, oh, I didn't win. So we were talking about that. And then yeah, the, the like, and then the capital thing happened, so we talked about that. And then now that that all that's gone, and we have a semi-normal president again, we don't we don't talk about politics anymore. Uh, we did talk about the 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 GameStop thing, um, but that was about I tried it. To, I tried <clears throat> to read about that. I tried to care about it, and it didn't happen. It actually made me realize that there are pro- there's probably nothing in this world. That I give a shit less about than the <laughs> stock market. Well, I really like. I tried to. Live, here's the I, thing I, about the stock market thing, is you're right. It is typically boring, and I don't understand it. But here's what was cool about the GameStop thing, was that all the rich people that make money off of it actually took a hit from it because of regular people like us. That's all you need to know. That's that's I just basically told you what you needed to know. Us regular people figured out a way to manipulate the stock market so we take money away from the rich people. That's exactly what happened. That's all you need to know. What if you got rich and somebody started taking money away from you? I mean, we're talking like Jeff Bezos rich. Like people who can, you know, afford to lose a couple million and still be okay. Yeah, but I mean the just because they can afford to lose it doesn't really mean that they should. I mean, that's my opinion. If you have money, I think you're entitled to keep it, you know? <clears throat> well, it's... Okay. It, it, okay, it gets deeper than that. But it was more like a win for the little people. You know what I mean? Like, the people who, you know, are always constantly getting trounced on and taken from and taken advantage of and stuff like that. This was the one time where the little people got a leg up on all the rich fat cats of the stock market. Yeah. And that that's basically what it boiled down to. That's basically all that happened. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, so that was that. But yeah, so I need to find some normal things to talk about and I don't know what I know. <laughs> what, what normal things I could talk about. Like I what I talk about like the same thing every day. Like JR always has to put up with me like br- randomly bringing up like true crime cases and like <laughs> <laughs> Like, what about Andrew Gosden today? What do you think about that case, Jr.? <laughs> oh, but yeah. he's but he is into it too, right? Only what? really because I am. Like he is interested in it, but and he'll t- he'll get in conversations. But I don't feel like he. I feel like he just kind of like, you know, got interested in it because of me. But he's way not as much as I am. Like because I know. know you both watched that chapter together. I got him to watch it with me. Yeah, because I, I I he initially started watching it because he really likes Mike a lot and, and it's uh, okay. funny. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But no, JR will discuss cases with me, but I kind of had to like, you know, it kind of took a while. So I guess the question I'm asking is what do normal people talk about? I don't like, know. People who That's aren't the... obsessive about stuff, what do they talk? You know what it is, I bet? I know, I, you know, I think I have to answer my own question. You know what it is? Sports. What? Oh, it, God, yes. It's oh, got to be sports, I right? in fucking <clears throat> Massachusetts with these fucking Patriots people yeah. and the fucking... <laughs> Red Sox people. <laughs> and there's some people that I love so, so much, so, so, so much that are super obsessed with the fucking Red Sox. It, oh, it, wow. I, I, it, uh, uh, I, it's so annoying. Like, 
But that has to be it, right? Like that's what I they have to. Notification to... on my phone this morning. That was like a pop up. Like I'm subs- You know, I have like an app that tells me like the local breaking news. Oh yeah. Fucking notification that was like former red. It was like Red Sox player blah 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 is set to retire. It's like I don't give a shit. That does not need to be a notification. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. No, you're right. I, but... And the people around here, they'll be like, dude, did you hear about, like, you know, so-and-so, he fucking retired, dude. They, they, oh, my God. <laughs> like, ugh. Oh, my God. You know what's hilarious? Okay, this is kind of, like, dark, but because right. it's you and I can tell. All right. Um, sure. When the Boston Marathon bombing happened, that obviously wasn't funny, but the yeah, part yeah, yes, of this yes. that is funny to me is this is how Boston reacted to it. Okay. They fucking put a big fucking picture that got shared all over Facebook that somebody made. And do you, all right, do you know who the Green Monster is? That's the yeah, I've heard of this. The thing in the in uh the baseball park, right? Yeah, the well he's like the mascot, like Yeah, the, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So yes. like they had like the fucking green monster like standing with his arms crossed with this big threatening look on his face and then like red sox stuff around him and it's like you messed with the wrong city. It's like I'm sorry, <laughs> what the fuck are the Red Sox? Like, dude, the Red Sox are gonna kill the terrorists, dude. It's like the, <laughs> I would kill to see like the green monster go in like the like the SWAT squad yeah, going to arrest whoever the terrorists were that did that. He's just like, there behind them with like the SWAT vest and everything. <laughs> like I get <clears throat> I get the general sentiment. It's like, oh yeah, I have pride in your city. Yeah, but yeah. Just, like yeah, the yeah, thought yeah. of that, like that's the first thing. That it comes is funny to though. When, when you're like, you messed with the wrong city. The Red Sox are gonna get you. I, I will I say this. I will say this though. Of all the cities to do that in, Boston was probably the worst one you could have done, just because of the residents. What do you and mean? I, like, because I. So, from someone who's never been to Boston and who only knows the stereotypes of Boston, I feel like they're the type that are like, 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 like what you just said about the the green monster, like, like, yeah, kid, you just fuck with the wrong town. Now we're all gonna gather together. We're gonna kick your ass, queer. Like, yeah. what are you gonna do, bombing our city? Yeah, like, <laughs> like I feel like that was the wrong city to do that. <laughs> Boston strong, like the that best thing that came like, out after that. Okay, again, we're not making light of this, but the Nashville one that happened on Christmas. We didn't hear anything about that. You know, like, you didn't hear the residents of Nashville, well, you know, yeah, rise up. Fair, to be fair, that wasn't an attack. That was just a guy committing suicide in a really creative way. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Was, was legitimately a terrorist attack. Like, I, mean, no I was just using an example. I was using it as an example, but still, like, okay, so if that happened in Nashville, I don't think Nashville residents would, like, take pictures with their mascot and be like yo you fucked with the wrong town nashville for life yo like no <laughs> I they, they would, would i think they would or you I, think I, so also nashville people, like, you know, like the vegas thing and stuff people you know it's just a you know it, it did piss me off like unbelievably bad that somebody fucking bombed my 
Oh yeah, the yeah, city yeah, yeah. That obviously, I was, I was born in. Yeah, obviously, that yeah, I that's, love, that's and sucks. like it does kind of like you know, it's kind of like when September 11th happened. Like everybody was like super patriotic. It's like you know what, I fucking love this country. <laughs> like you know, it's the same thing with the Boston Marathon bombing. It's like I love my city, and I guess that's just a way of coping with it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But it's just a funny because it's the Boston. It was. Way it, was of a, it. it was the Boston. Way of <laughs> <laughs> like, like yeah, the fucking quiz, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the green monster's gonna kill the terrorists. So. <laughs> uh, hey, yo, dude, let's get this fucking terrorist out of here. <laughs> they wanna go to Duncan. <laughs> Duncan, though. Who says Duncan, kid? I'm sorry. I'm just you doing like it from an outside. Like, I'm yeah. doing it from the outsider point of view, all right? Leave me alone. <laughs> Go back to Indianapolis. All right, Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway. Don't you learn how to speak properly, kid. Properly. <laughs> All right. Well, how about I say this properly? It's time for the mixtape. Hey. All right, Mary, you were gone last week, so you can go first. What's your pick this week? My pick is super fabulous and amazing and fantastic and stupendous. And that would be The Message by Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Fives. All right. Hey, that's a good pick. I like that song. Yeah, that's I really quite enjoy that song. Uh, I love, like, that uh, era of funk, like, that or rap like really early rap or whatever mm-hmm. that's it's so fucking cool <laughs> yeah yeah like it was like the late 70s early 80s yeah 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 that was that was pretty cool that was pretty good rap um the um the day my pig i'm just saying that i also like the sugar hill gang oh yeah uh, yeah like that's a really good one too I, yeah uh, i like that one too uh my song my actual song uh i don't know how many people know it um I only heard of it from um, my hometown's radio station. I've never heard it in Indianapolis's radio station. But I know it's big because it's got a music video. Um, but the song is called Dangerous, and it's from a group called Big Data. Hmm. And the music video is fucking hilarious. I, I would recommend checking out this music video. It is... I. I it's funny as hell. I don't even want to get into it. Just you just gotta just watch it. It's funny. Um, it's it's just great, and I, I I love the song as well. Like I love the song. I love the music video, and I I feel like more people need to talk about this song because it's actually a really great song. I really dig it, and it gets me like dancing every time I hear it. I just want to like dance around with it. I've never um, heard of that song. <clears throat> it, it's really it's it's awesome. It's got a it's got a good beat. Uh, like it's really good dancing and it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. And the music video is awesome. So there you go. Those are our music for the week.
It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. On the stage, you know they just don't care I can't take the smell, can't take the noise Got no money to move out, I guess I got no choice Rats in the front room, roaches in the back Junkies in the alley with the baseball bat I tried to get away, but I couldn't get far Cause a man with the touch truck repossessed my car Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge I'm trying not to lose my head <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under Standing on the front stoop, hanging out the window Watching all the cars go by, roaring as the breezes blow A crazy lady living in a bag Eating out of garbage pails, used to be a fag hag Such a dash to tango, skipped the life and dangle A zircon princess seemed to lost her senses Down at the peep show, watching all the creeps So she could tell the stories to the girls back home She went to the city and got so, so, so did it She had to get a pimp, she couldn't make it on her own Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. My brother's doing fast on my mother's TV. Says she watches too much. It's just not healthy. All my children in the daytime, Dallas at night. Can't even see the game or the Sugar Ray fight. The bill collectors, they ring my phone and scare my wife when I'm not home. Got a bum education, double digit inflation. Can't take the train to the job, there's a strike at the station. Neon King Kong standing on my back, can't stop to turn around. Broke my sacroiliac, a mid range migraine, cancer membrane. Sometimes I think I'm born insane, I swear I might hijack a plane. Don't push me, call, I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under Got a job, learn to be a street sweeper. I dance to the beat, shuffle my feet, wear a shirt and tie, and run with the creeps. Cause it's all about money, ain't a damn thing funny. You got to have a con in this land of milk and honey. They pushed that girl in front of the train, took her to the doctor, sold her arm on the game. Stabbed that man right in his heart, gave him a transplant for a brand new start. I can't walk through the park, cause it's crazy after dark. Keep my hand on my gun, cause they got me on the run. I feel like an outlaw, broke my last glass jaw Hear them say, you want some more living on a seesaw Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge I'm trying not to lose my head Say what? It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under It's like a jungle sometimes, it makes me wonder how I keep from going under It's like a jungle sometimes, it 
makes me wonder how I keep from going under. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. A child is born with no state of mind, blind to the ways of mankind. God is smiling on you, but he's frowning too, because only God knows what you'll go through. You'll grow in the ghetto, living second rate, and your eyes will sing a song of deep hate. The places you play and where you stay looks like one great big alleyway. You'll admire all the number book takers, thugs, pimps, and pushers, and the big money makers. Driving big cars, spending 20s and 10s, and you want to grow up to be just like them. <laughs> Smugglers, scramblers, Burglars, gamblers, pickpocket peddlers, even panhandlers. You say, I'm cool, I'm no fool. But then you wind up dropping out of high school. Now you're unemployed, all non-void. Walking around like your pretty boy Floyd. Turn stick up, kid, but look what you done did. Got sent up for an eight-year bid. Now your manhood is took and you're a make tag. Spend the next two years as an undercover fag. Being used in the pews to serve like hell. To one day, you was found hung dead in the cell. It was plain to see that your life was lost. You was Cold and your body swung back and forth But now your eyes sing the sad, sad song Of how you live so fast and die so young So don't push me Cause I'm close to the edge I'm trying not to lose my head <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under <laughs> Yo, Mel, you see that girl, man? Yeah, man
around with a seemingly random obsession about exploding helicopters in movies. He was a podcaster on the edge, a maverick broadcaster who played by his own rules. Now, he has a last chance to talk about the strange way helicopters explode in film. Exploding Helicopter, available on iTunes and Podomatic now. Think you know about Jumper Fireballs? Think again. So I know I haven't really <laughs> been talking about this much, but <clears throat> we're still doing the uh, movie of the month thing. <clears throat> we had to take a couple months off because I forget why. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forget why too. <laughs> but we did. We took a couple months <laughs> off from it. But um, if anyone remembers, the last pick we had was Taxi Driver. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, and this was Mary's pick. Mary, this was your pick. Love this movie. And um, so I'll let you kind of start us off here. So uh, Taxi Driver, what do you like about Taxi Driver? I I love everything about that movie. I love how, you know, the acting is phenomenal. Like Robert De Niro is like so good in that role. Like I think that's like one of the best acting performances ever. I love the tone of the movie. It's like the the way it like goes in the underground and like New York at nighttime, and the cre- the kind of creeps along. Mm-hmm. Travis is like such a hypocrite, but you can mm-hmm. see him like you know he's like so cynical. They imply a lot about him, and I don't know, and just like the way he sees himself as like being a hero when in all reality he's just like a fucking crazy guy. I I love everything about that movie. I could go on. Okay. What well. did you think about it? Because let's hear that. Because I love the movie, but what did you think? Okay, so my history with Taxi Driver, before I begin that, was I've only seen it once prior to this viewing. Hmm. And it was back in, like, 98. Wow. And it was with my friend Bill. So we were doing this, like, movie marathon of sorts where we were watching all these movies that people were like, Oh, this is a classic movie. And this is like the best movie ever made. And, and so we went to like kids, this is a thing called video stores that used to exist back in the day. <laughs> it was a building that you walked into and it had like thousands of movies that you can actually grab and take home for like a couple of days and borrow it. Unless it's kind of like, there, unless somebody got there before you and it was just an empty case and you had to, yeah, it was kind of like red like imagine if red box was a building that's basically what a video store was <laughs> um so we went to the video store we wanted to do this one night so we went to the video store and we got whatever they had like you know we had a list like we actually had like gone with the wind and casablanca and citizen kane but they didn't have those so they had a uh, taxi driver uh we also did um we also did monty python and the holy grail nice um that was the other one we did. Oh, Doctor Strangelove. Hmm. And there's one more that I can't remember right now. I think we didn't get to it. But we did Taxi Driver, I think. I think we did Taxi Driver after Monty Python, which I don't know if was a good idea or not. <laughs> um, <laughs> kind of killed the mood. <laughs> yeah, I don't like I don't know like what the order the proper order should have been. But um but our impressions of it as a 19-year-old punk losers who were geeks um was we weren't that impressed with it Hmm. um but you also have to understand and mary i want you to not judge us very harshly on this because you're gonna you're you're gonna fucking explode when i tell you this all right (laughs) we were trying to compare this to quentin tarantino movies because we're such quentin tarantino fanboys 
Yeah. I can see that, though. Because, like, when I saw it, I kind of expected that. Because I saw it um, when I was, like, a wicked big Tarantino fan when I was young. I was probably, I think, 19 when I saw Taxi Driver 2. Okay. But it blew me away. Like, I I was expecting a Tarantino-type thing, but it wasn't that. And and I was just transfixed by it. It's like, wow, this movie is... I think that's, like, what made me kind of, like, the slower type, you know, ones that build up. Instead of being, like, in your face with a million edits and loud music and, you know, constant dialogue and stuff. Taxi Driver is, like, more of a slow burn, and I fucking love that. Yeah. Which we were not expecting. (laughs) Yeah. We didn't know what to expect. We just knew everyone went nuts over it. And, you know, this was kind of before... I mean, the internet existed, but it wasn't, like, how it was now. Like, you had to, like... We had to, like, go to, like, a special place to go to the internet. Because we didn't even have it in our house yet. Like, it wasn't in either of our houses. We had to go to, like, our school to go on the internet. So, it's not like we could look things up easily and quickly like you can now. So all we knew was everyone like went ape shit over Taxi Driver. We watched it and we didn't get what the big deal was. We didn't hate it necessarily. I think we, you know we weren't like boo, this movie sucks, but we weren't like blown away by it, and we yeah. weren't like best movie ever, anything like that. Um, so then it wasn't until now. This is like my second viewing of it ever, and my opinion has changed somewhat. Um. I do like it a little more, but I'm still not like best movie ever. And you're going to kill me for saying that, but um I it's so let me get this out of the way. It is a good movie. It it it, it held my interest somewhat. Um everything about it was good. The acting was was fine. Like Robert De Niro as always was fantastic. Uh Jodie Foster has like she was like 13 or something at the time. She she was great. Like, as, you know, the role she had. Um, yeah, everyone was cool in that movie. Um, the I did like the direction. I did like how Martin Scorsese directed the film. Um, how it looked and how, like, the camera would pan and all that stuff. I thought that was good. I just... I'm just not a huge fan of slow burn films. And this is very much a slow burn film. Like, you know, because you read the plot, you know some stuff about it, and you're like, oh, it's about this taxi driver who goes crazy and shoots people. But, like, no, that's not quite exactly how it happens. Like, he starts off as this guy who can't sleep, so he gets a job as a taxi driver because he can work nights. And then he finds this girl who he's, like, obsessed with who rejects him only because he took her to a porno movie. (laughs) If that is not the most awkward movie scene of all (laughs) time. And what the fuck was that movie? Like, I know, that, was, Swedish Marriage Manual or something Was that like a real that. movie? Did you ever look that up? Was no, that a real it is movie? real. Yeah, it's called Swedish Marriage Manual. And it just looks so weird. And, uh, like, yeah. he, he it, took so, her to that. I think I love it. I love that <laughs> they went with that because it makes it just adds to the uneasy feel of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole movie just feels so uneasy, and you feel like you're just kind of slipping into, like, this dark, you know, ugh. like, and Tra- Travis is just so full of hate, and it, like, builds and builds and builds and builds, and then he just goes crazy. See, now, I want to ask you, because you said that one of your favorite movies was Joker, and I've heard, okay, yeah, I've not seen yeah. Joker, but I've heard so many people compare the I was, two and say that I was Joker gonna... was 
kind of aping Taxi Driver. Uh-huh. I was going to mention this. Yeah. I now can see the similarities between the two. It's 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 pretty uncanny. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I I won't deny it. It it pretty much does feel the same. Um, down to even the main character writing stuff in a journal. Really? See, I, yeah. see, I haven't seen Joker at all, so I wouldn't know. Like, right. I can't one word or another. I'm just curious because so many people have been like, "Yeah, that's just Taxi." Driver. It's crazy. Yeah, you know what? Now that I've seen Taxi Driver, you know, re- again. And it's fresh in my mind, and I'm comparing it to Joker. I can, I kind of can see it now. Like it really does feel the same. It's about this guy who's kind of an outcast, has some mental issues. Um, he writes a journal. He meets a girl uh, that he ends up being obsessed with. Um, uh, the the only thing that Joker does differently is it, basically imagine Taxi Driver if they put in the Batman mythos into it. <laughs> <laughs> like if Travis Bickle went and talked to like a ten year old Bruce Wayne. Just imagine that. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, the only other thing that Joker does differently is it dives more into his relationship with his mother. Um, so it, it focuses not only on him, but how his, him and his mother's relationship were. And then we find out, I don't want to spoil it cause it's still kind of a newer movie, but we find out some things about the mother and then that's when he snaps. Um, whereas Trevor Bickle, I feel like he just slowly was kind of, you know, going crazy. And then when, um, I can't ever think of her name, Sybil Shepard, uh, rejects him. Because of the portal thing. And I feel like that's when he snapped. Yeah. The way he barges into her office in the middle of the day and, you know, starts yelling at them. Yeah, yeah. And then he buys the guns afterwards. Which, by the way, that is one of my favorite scenes of all time in any movie is when he buys the gun from that character, Easy Andy. That character is fucking awesome. And also, (laughs) that character is, well, the actor that plays him is a friend of Martin Scorsese. Mm. who they made a movie about his own life experiences and he was the actual inspiration for Quentin Tarantino to make the um heart stabbing adrenaline scene in pulp fiction because that actually happened to him in real life. Oh wow, really? So Easy Andy is yeah responsible for <laughs> that uh scene. His guy's name is Stephen Prince and um oh. Martin Scorsese made a documentary about him called American Boy and in that mm. movie he talks about all these crazy stories that he had and there was a story about a girl that overdosed and they ended up having to bring her back with an adrenaline shot in the heart with they made with a marker and stuff. So yeah, that's where Quentin Tarantino got that from. But oh that wow. Yeah. That's that's crazy. I didn't even know that. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Alright. And also, um, so I, I wanted to ask you, um, because this is like something that I love talking about people when I'm talking about Taxi Driver, is what do you make of the ending? Like Roger Ebert said that um, he wasn't even sure in himself if the ending was real or not. Yeah, it I was like going to dream and it's uh-huh. like kind of too perfect. Like Sybil Shepard's character, yeah. you know, falls in love with him again and the whole thing is just dreamy and blah, 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 you know? Yeah, so- I was going to bring that up and ask you this. Um, okay, so first off, I'm just going to say, I honestly would have been okay if the movie ended 
<clears throat> when it panned away from the building and it showed the cops showing up. Yeah. And then I would have been perfectly fine if the credits started rolling. Like, I thought that would have been the perfect ending. Like, I would have been, like, A+, plus, thumbs up. And then that thing, I, I, it almost feels like it's tacked on. Like, I... I you can correct me if this is if I'm wrong or if you've this is popular theory, but I almost get the feeling that was tacked on, like Martin Scorsese wanted to end it with that part after he gets killed. Spoiler alert, I guess for Taxi Driver, um, after he gets killed, quote unquote, in the in the house or department, or whatever, um, and then someone said to him, "No, that that's too much of a bummer ending to have him be the hero and." All this stuff, and like he begrudgingly made this like five minute so. epilogue. I, I disagree <clears throat> completely. I think that he knew what he was doing, and I think that he put that in there to make you question what you just saw. Like, because okay, the movie identifies the only person the movie identifies with is Travis. The only thing that you see the whole world through Travis's eyes, and he narrates the whole thing, so you only get his perspective really. And then at the yeah. end, for that to happen. For things to kind of like, he goes from being like super dark, hateful, horrible things are happening, and you're you're in his mind, and that's the perspective you're shown to the whole movie. At the end, does he die, and or is that just him? Maybe he just recreated what he wanted to happen. Was that just a well, dream? Was that something that he thought of, you know, before he died or whatever? Like, I think it like leaves a lot to talk about, like because. Um, it is. It's also filmed way differently than the rest of the movie, and mm. I, I don't think that would be like an accident where it would be like, oh, film it a little bit differently and have the. Oh, show like the part different. where she was in the cab and it looks kind of. Yeah, like... and the part where they had like Iris's parents writing that letter to him, and and then they pan away, and he's uh, it's like, oh, he's a hero in the newspaper, and you know, yeah, he, he recovered and all that. That's it's kind of like this unnaturally nice ending to such a dark film that I think it, you know, I don't mm. know. I think it's pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, when that was happening, I I was just like mildly confused because I was like, how are they going to, so, okay. I'll buy that. He possibly could have lived through all of that. Like I, I, I would buy that, that, you know, despite being shot multiple times in probably very important places, that he he survived somehow, but I don't buy that he would not be in jail. <laughs> well, and also I don't buy, and this is the thing that I like. I like that I don't buy this, but I don't buy that um, Sybil Shepherd's character Betsy would see that as a, a reason to fall in love with him. I think she would be. Yeah, 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 yeah. There, there's and that too. Yeah. Not only that, but for her to suddenly want to fall in love with him after it would probably have been made known that he tried to assassinate her uh you know palentine oh yeah for. <laughs> like i don't think that she would all of a sudden be like oh wow but that's see that's like what i think that it, it feels like a dream mm. you know what i mean compared to the rest of the movie it's kind of like Travis so dream would of, this of, just be would this just be the last thing he saw before he died or maybe it's a <clears throat> maybe it is a literal just a, a dream or maybe it's just you know the movie elevating of like this is what travis this is what he would want it to look like in his in his desperate to be a hero brain. This is mm. what he thought of, you know, oh, and then I'm, I'm going to Iris's parents are going to send me a letter and, you know, she's doing great and she's back in school and Betsy's in love with me and I'm a hero in the newspaper. And, 
you know i, I yeah. just, it's like yeah, too yeah. good for for the reality of the movie but because you see it so closely through travis's eyes i think that that's why you know i think martin mm. says he knew what he was doing i don't think it was tacked on at all Okay. <clears throat> that's all just right. my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I like like I, I mean, said, the yeah. whole ending is open to interpretation. It's like the ending of the Sopranos where you could just say like, what yeah. were, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what were you, what were they yeah, thinking? Yeah. Like, make your own interpretation. But that's what I got out of it. All right. No. Yeah. I mean, see, I don't. Yeah, I just thought. I you know I look at things way differently than a lot of other people. I feel I sometimes feel like, um, and I just took it like in a meta kind of way of like, Oh, he was forced to make this ending. But if I were to look at it from a story point of view, yeah, like I, I get that. Like it could be something that, you know, is dreamed up or is from Travis's imagination or I feel like with a, with a director as meticulous as Scorsese and for so, Scorsese could, because he is a very good director. I don't feel like he would be so, just throw something in a movie that he put so much effort in so casually just to tack it on to say, Oh, it's a happy ending. Now I think everything is deliberate and especially, you you know, you have to take the time to actually construct the scene and write the scene and stuff. I think everything that he, that Scorsese does is deliberate. And I think that's one of the things that separates him from a bad director, you know, like, Tommy Wiseau isn't going to think, you know, it, it, it's, not like, it's not like Tommy Wiseau, Tommy Wiseau would be like a really bad director until the very last minute of the room where he suddenly is a good director. It's kind of like saying that about Scorsese, but the opposite. It's like he's a really good director up until the final moments of Taxi Driver where he just tacked on the ending and didn't care about it. Like, I don't know. I don't buy that because like that. I feel like the ending is probably one of the most important parts of a movie and for a director as good as Scorsese, I don't think he would just casually like, you know, everybody's happy now. I think he just, it was deliberate. Like the Sopranos. I think he just wanted people to know, to question what they just saw. Okay. I mean, I completely see where you're coming from. Like I do, I can believe that, um, um, that it's probably, it just, it just, not in a bad way, like it just feels so out of place that if you look at it from a meta standpoint of like, you know, I know how movies are made and how movie studios operate, it feels like somebody told him to do this. But then from a story standpoint, I can absolutely see that part not actually happening. Yeah. Like, like, that's the only think- part of the movie where that didn't happen. Like, I don't think Scorsese would do that. I don't think if if a if if like a movie studio said this ending is too depressing, make it better. I don't think he would. And not only that, but I don't think they can like tack on a scene. Like everything has to be like pre-planned out how they're gonna do everything. And um, all right, that's 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 fair. That that's pretty fair. You're right. I mean, you're right. He, you know, I, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying on that part. I just and also if you think about it like this. If they didn't have the ending for some sort of closure in any way of what happened, because the, the ending is closure. If they had just ended with the camera panning over and with the cops showing up, you'd be like, well, what happened? Like, is he dead? Well, okay. Just going to go. What, you know? And I don't mean to sound like a mansplaining 70s movies to you, because I know you've seen plenty of 70s movies, <laughs> but it would fit in with how movies used to end back in the day, right? Like, you remember, like, they would just, there would be, like, one big scene, and then it will be, like, 
and that's it. And then it'll say the end. And then you have to kind of fill in the rest on your own. Kind of. I mean, like, take a movie like Deliverance. Like, Deliverance has the big scene at the end. But that's not the last scene in the movie. The last scene in the yeah, movie yeah, is, like, yeah. John Voight sleeping at his house and waking up from a nightmare about it. Like, the, like, right. I, like I feel like some 70s movies did that. But in another um, – okay, that's a 60s movie, so I guess I won't count that. But Well, uh, 60s, 70s. But, like, you know, movies, like, you know, a little bit older than that, that's kind of how they ended movies. It would just be, like, you know, they would they would resolve, like, the main plot, and then it would just say the end. And then you have to fill in like, well, okay, did did they find the girl? Did they, you know, find the money? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you have to fill everything else in on your own. Well, some of them. I mean, it, it, like, take like, um, you know, I know that you don't like this movie, but a perfect example would be like 2001: A Space Odyssey. Yeah. Like that movie doesn't wrap anything up, nor does no. it, it doesn't try to. And um, another movie of that example of of uh, like a kind of a open ending would be blow up i don't know if you've ever seen that no because it's on the list of movies that oh okay yeah okay so <laughs> i only know that, that because movie... i got the i got the thing ready for us to pick the next movie that's how i know yeah. that. the ending of that movie is very strange and a lot of people it's like one of those endings that a lot of people go what but i think it's great but that will come up that's another story for another time <laughs> okay <laughs> um but okay, so to answer, I guess your question that you asked probably like a half hour ago um, was, "What did I think of it?" And I, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm more, I'm more like it now than I did when I was 19. Um, but I feel like I can go probably a long time without seeing it again. Yeah. Like it's not like you know there are movies I've watched where it's like, oh my god, that was amazing, I need to watch it again. And then Taxi Driver, where I completely respect it. And I completely agree. I can see why people like it. I can see the fuss behind it somewhat. I, I get it. I just, I'm just good in not seeing it for probably a long time. Like I can go yeah, another 20 enough. years. I probably go another 20 years without seeing it again. Like you know, I feel like I, you know, I'm good. Like you know, I, I, I enjoyed it. I appreciate it for what it is. And I'm, I, you know, unless something else comes up, I have to be on another podcast where I got to talk about it or something. Otherwise, I probably won't watch it again. But not because I didn't like it or I thought it was bad. Um, I, I did, I did think it was a good movie. I, there's so many movies like that where you're like, okay, yeah, I'm good. I saw that. Like, I don't think I would ever, I mean, I've seen it a million times, so that probably doesn't help, but I probably, I don't think I'll ever watch Pulp Fiction again. Hmm. Like I, I now, yeah, I got that. I did it. You know. Now that I will literally watch anytime. I I I could watch that all day every day. <laughs> but um <clears throat> so yeah, I like it a little bit more. I think I gave it a three and a half on my letterboxed. Let me see. Um Yeah, I gave it three and a half on letterbox, which is not a bad rating for me. Yeah, <laughs> um, well, that's cool. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't hate it. So, um, all right. Any final thoughts on uh, text? Anything else you want to wrap up on? No. Oh, well, I'm glad that you <laughs> liked it a little more. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. You know, and you know, to anyone out there who hasn't seen it, a sorry for spoiling it. I guess I should have put spoiler warnings. But um, I I say definitely check it out if you know it's it's from 1976, so it's very much a 70s movie. And the only thing I liked about it too. 
was it made me want to visit New York in the 70s, which I know was probably like the worst time That's to go to New York. hilarious that you say that because my friend Steve said the same exact thing. He said that about um, Taxi Driver and also Marathon Man, like in the beginning of oh. like New York in the 70s. I, yeah, I yeah. totally know what you're talking about. It's like something captivating about it. Like, I want to just be there. Like, I just want to walk on these dirty-ass streets and see all the lights of the porno theaters and <laughs> all this stuff and just be like, this is awesome. This is 70s in New York. And, you know, it again, it wasn't like a super great time, you know, crime-wise and fucking Son of Sam was going around killing people. But <laughs> <coughs> for the most part, I, I think it would be kind of interesting to uh, to kind of be there. Unless you just, like, happen to stumble across, across, like, that robbery scene where he shoots that guy in the face in the convenience store. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I get to go to a bodega in the 70s. That'd be amazing. <laughs> All right. Now that's our thoughts on Taxi Driver. Let's go ahead and pick a new movie. So right. just to – so I'm going to say all the movies that are left because it's been a while. And, Mary, you probably need a refresher because you forgot Below What Was On Your List. Yeah, I did. <laughs> so, okay, I'm going to tell you my movies first. So this is what I have left. I have Has Above, So Below, Tremors, Triangle, Time Crimes, Lizzie, uh, Incredible Shrinking Man, Mother, and Needful Things. I got more movies on mine. We've been picking a lot of yours lately. Yeah. So. Uh, you have left uh, Blow Up. Fantastic Planet, Eyes Wide Shut. That keeps coming up on this podcast. It's crazy. <laughs> um, Boogie Nights, Paths of Glory, and Fish Tank. Ooh. So that's what you have left. So uh, I got Shut is a fun movie to talk about because it's so fucking weird. Yeah, I, I think so because it's come up so many times on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what I got it so I got it onto this random thing picker that we that we use and it's gonna pick one of these movies and um we'll see here. Here we go. Okay. It did one of my picks. Oh yeah, what what is it? We are gonna do the what year did this come out on? Uh night twenty eighteen movie. Uh it is called Lizzie. Lizzie. It is about Lizzie Borden. I have been to the Lizzie Borden house. <clears throat> have you? That's I cool. have actually, this is kind of like, I don't know. My mom's friend was had very dark humor. She actually took a picture of me like laying in the same spot. <laughs> when they, when we, we were in the tour group and we left there, because I don't know if you know, but like the mother was slaughtered in the upstairs bedroom. And, yes. um, Spoilers, God. Spoilers. And uh, there's a picture of it, and they, we're with the tour group, and they're like, "This is where the body was," and blah 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 blah. And uh, my mom's friend Beth, she's there with us. She she pulls me back when the tour group leaves. She's like, "Just wait." And then they all left the room. And she's like, "Go quick!" <laughs> like took a picture. Of that. Wow. I can't believe I did that, but that was very cool. Yeah, I've been to that house. It's very interesting. I don't live that far from it. Yeah, it's in Massachusetts, isn't yeah, it? It's yeah, it's a Fall River. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, oh, wait, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I have to tell the story just because okay. we, when we were waiting there in line, we're like the line stretched out on the sidewalk, and this girl walked by with her friend, and she went, "I know Lizzie Borden. I was in prison with her." And then walked <laughs> <away>. <laughs> 
like okay really wow river is like kind of a bad town and there's like you know it's like you go to the lizzie borden house but like everything else around there is kind of sketchy so it's like random sketchy people walking around and it's like some crackhead walked by it was like i went to prison with lizzie borden (laughs) that's hilarious yeah all right, so yeah, we're gonna be doing 2018 film Lizzie based on Lizzie Borden, very starring to see that. starring uh, Chloe Sevigny and Kristen Stewart. So get ready for that. Um, okay, out of those two, Mary, who do you think would play Lizzie Borden? Um, I, I'm waiting for you to say I don't know who Chloe Sevigny is. <laughs> Chloe Sevigny's kind of too old, I guess. Maybe. Okay, okay you don't know who that is. <laughs> Yeah, she, Chloe Savigny's like, uh, she's an eyes wide shut, right? Uh, ooh, good question. I no, think. that might be a different girl. What is she in? She's like that blonde. She's kind of got a weird looking so face. So, well, first off, she's, she's in the brown like, bunny. She's in the brown bunny. Yep. That, that, yep. That's the one. <laughs> um, what else was she in? I got her IMDb up here. Um, she's most famous for being in kids. You've seen kids? No, I haven't seen that. I know I've seen um, her in something. Gummo, uh, Last Days of Disco, Boys Don't Cry, American Psycho. Oh, I've seen. Yeah, okay. So she was. Yeah, I remember her in American Psycho, and I remember her in Boys Don't Cry. Brown Bunny, you mentioned. Um, what else? She's like a very indie type. Zodiac. Act. If you've seen Zodiac, she was in Zodiac. No, I haven't seen that. <sighs> She's in a lot of stuff. <clears throat> anyway, she plays Lizzie Borden. <laughs> yeah, I kind of thought that she had the right look, like Kristen Stewart, but she's kind of old to be Lizzie Borden, I think. Well, 2018, uh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe that, was... that works. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. She's 70, 74, 85, 85, 85, 85. She's 40. Wow. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah, so we'll be talking about that in about a month or so. So there you go. That's our cool. movie for next I'm month. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I am too, actually. I only put it on there because when we started this like 97 years ago, <laughs> um, uh, Shudder was like, hey, we got this movie called Lizzie, and it's about Lizzie Borden, and it looked kind of cool, so I put it on the list. Did they film it in the Lizzie Borden house? Oh, you know what? We will find that out when we cover the movie because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can look at the trivia, but uh, I feel like we're delaying the ending here. So we'll talk about that when we talk about the movie. <clears throat> so we will cover that. Okay. That's going to do it for this episode. Let's wrap up. All right. Whatever with Jason Soto is hosted by me, Jason Soto, and my co-host, Mary Mitchell. I can be found on Twitter at WhateverJSoto, on Instagram at WhatevsJason, or you can email the show at WhateverJasonSoto at gmail.com. You should also check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash groups slash whatever with Jason Soto for some awesome community content. Uh, also check out the YouTube channel, whatever with Jason Soto. Uh, there are some older episodes up there and some stuff will be coming on there as well. Uh, you can find this podcast on Spotify, Anchor, Apple, and Google podcasts, and anywhere else you find high quality podcasts like this. The mixtape intro song was made by friend of the show, Lackey, uh, who you can find on his SoundCloud page at soundcloud.com slash action by havoc. 
The beginning and ending song is Liam Lynch's United States of Whatever from the album Fake Songs. Uh, we don't exactly have permission to use this song, so just, just kind of keep it in the hush-hush to let them know that, and we'll be cool. Um, this show is made possible thanks to our awesome Patreon members. Yes. Patreon, guys, you are awesome. Chris R, AfterCredits.com. Thank, Thank you so you, much, Chris. Chris R. Yes. Uh, Vern, the Vern oh, from Vern. Cinema Recall. Of Thank course. you so much. Thank you. <clears throat> hey, Bill Zaney uh, from the Top 5 A to Z podcast. Check yeah. that out. Mary's going to be a guest on the next episode, so Yee-hee. check that out. Um, Oh, hang on. I got <clears throat> spit in my throat. Hang Ooh. on. <clears> throat> Don't die. God, I hate, Stay with us. I hate, I hate when that happens. Hang on. Let me take a drink. Mm. Ah, that sucks. Okay. <laughs> Big Mike Mendez. Thank you so much, Mike. You are awesome. The mysterious benefactor known as Silent Partner. Thank you. Thank you, Silent Partner. Yes. Uh, Aaron, thank you so much, Aaron, for being a member. And uh, Teddy, thank you so much, Teddy, Teddy, for your support as well. Uh, If you want to be a badass like these guys, you can support us by going to patreon.com slash whatever with Jason Soto. And for five bucks a month, you get to listen to episodes a full week before they're actually released. Um, f- I'm sorry, $3. That's an old, that's old print. Why did I not, t- not change that? $3 a month, three, three. I'm changing it right $3. now. $3 a month. There change three little dollars, three single dollar bills. will let you in on new episodes before they are released. That's amazing, everybody. That's amazing. Uh, hey, that is going to do it for this episode. Mary, thank you so much for, you for being here as always. I I love I love you being here. Thanks. Um, uh, everyone out there listening, and hey, I don't know who in Ireland is listening to us, but thank you. <laughs> yes. You are awesome. It's probably just one guy, and I don't care. I, I I'm so enthused that our podcast has reached Ireland. And it's amazing. So yeah, thank you amazing. so much. Uh, please write in and let me know who you are because I got to know who you are. Uh, so if you're from Ireland, you're listening to this, please email us. And we, yeah, we got to tell you got to know who you are. So thank you so much. One person <laughs> in Ireland. You're awesome. Uh, hey, everyone out there, please be safe. Mask up. Wash your goddamn hands and keep your head in the clouds and your feet in the mud. Adios. Bye-bye. Because this is my United States of what?